0: I am hosting a retreat in Tulum, Mexico, in paradise this October, called Bloom in Tulum. It's a five-day, all-inclusive, personal and professional growth retreat for ambitious, big-hearted women who are ready to step into their power with grace, support, and confidence. So my two biz besties and I dreamed up this magical retreat over sushi a few months back, and after lots of planning, it's actually happening. We have mapped out a thoughtful itinerary with lots of downtime to make the most of this beautiful paradise beachside location and also set you up for a powerful and memorable experience of growth. There's only 20 spots available and all three of us are promoting it to our full community. So that's like over 50,000 people. So I imagine the spots will fill very quickly. If you are interested in joining us, in Bloom in Tulum. Go to bloomintulum.com for all the details and to complete your application. Also know that early bird pricing ends on June 30th. So it's a really good time to secure your spot and save some money. I mean, honestly, like how fun would it be to hang out in person at a gorgeous, luxurious, all-inclusive in October? So head to Bloom in Tulum. That's B-L-O-O-M in Tulum. T U L U M. com for all the details and complete your application. You're listening to the Mindful Mama Podcast, episode 107. And this is a very special episode. I didn't plan to do this episode, but this episode is called Enough. And it's a special episode of me responding to what's been happening in the world responding to the Parkland, Florida high school mass shooting. The whole thing makes me so incredibly sad as it makes you, but I'm hoping to give you today in this episode some things that you can do and some actions you can take so that you can channel whatever energy you're feeling about this into ways that to respond to this that are actually effective and just to share my voice and share this platform for the possibility and to make some change happen. So I really thank you for being here today. I'm not gonna do my normal intro, but I'm going to talk about how how we can make this enough, this craziness that has happened in the world. So first I wanna just express my intense regret and sadness that our children have to do the work of making change in this country, and that our children are feeling unsafe, that these high school students have to do this work that our generation of adults has not been able to do, that the ones in charge, the authorities in charge, have not been able to keep our children safe. And my intense grief at this whole situation and how intense it has been and I really appreciate. I, I think these kids, these high school kids, are heroes who are channeling their energy and speaking up, and and sh- shaming politicians. I think that's amazing that they're able to take their energy and channel it in this incredible way. And I applaud them. And I want to, I want to stand with them. And I and I think that. Uh, Former President Obama, Barack Obama said it really well in a tweet that he put out saying, quote, young people have helped lead all our great movements. How inspiring to see it again in so many smart, fearless students standing up for the right to be safe, marching and organizing to remake the world as it should be. We've been waiting for you and we've got your backs. Oh, my God. I couldn't agree more. We've been waiting for you and we've got your backs. And this sadness is personal and it's collective. And I, I don't know anyone who's personally been affected by this sh- these shootings, but I'm sure I'm connected to them in some way because we're all affected by this in so many ways. And our kids are doing drills in their schools because of this. And our kids, they're calling this generation Columbine since 1999, the Columbine high school student shooting. This is a generation of kids who don't know what it's like to feel safe in their schools. And enough is enough. Enough is enough. Did you know that in 2017, we had 307 mass shootings in 2017 alone? It's insane it's insane. It's, I can't understand how we're allowing this in our world. The five deadliest shootings in the U S have occurred in the last 10 years. I mean, this is insanity. And the thing is, that's crazy about this is that we can make some change, you know, This is a we're creating a whole generation of kids who don't feel safe and we have to start to step up and we Can make some change and there are some ways we can make change So I mean I think that this idea that sometimes the media puts out and the politicians that oh This is just intractable or this is a political issue. It's not political. This is about our lives This is about our safety. This is about our children's safety and as moms as parents we have to take this seriously. This is about our children's safety. So we can make change though. The thing is we can make change. So here's some incredible examples, right? In 1967, Jane Mansfield is killed when her car runs under the rear end of a tractor trailer truck. Since then, all trailers have a DOT bar at the rear to keep cars from going under them. In 1982, Seven people die when Tylenol packaging was tampered with. Since then, it takes a PhD, channel locks, and a sharp object to get into a bottle of pills. We made change, right? This happened and we made change. In 1995, a bomb using a certain kind of fertilizer, solution grade ammonium nitrate, killed 168 people. So what do we do about it? We didn't say, oh my gosh, well, we can't do anything about it. No, we made some change. The government imposed severe restrictions on the purchase of that fertilizer. In 2001, a person attempts to blow up a plane with a shoe bomb. We know this, right? And you've experienced that all air travelers have to take off their shoes for scanning before being allowed on board. Like We can make changes in response to safety. And then since 1968 eight hundred sixty three people. So over one and a half million people have died from guns on American soil. And this is a problem that we can solve. We need more than thoughts and prayers. We need some common sense restrictions. in Australia, right, in April 28, 1996, a 28-year-old gunman named Martin Bryan entered an Australian seaside cafe and ate lunch and then started shooting. He fired on a group of tourists in the cafe, ultimately killing 35 people and injuring 23 more, making him the worst mass murderer in Australia's history. Just 12 days after that mass shooting, the Australian government passed a new law called the National Firearms Agreement, which banned automatic and semi-automatic rifles as well as shotguns. From 1979 to 1996, before gun laws reforms were put into place, 13 fatal mass shootings occurred in Australia. But from 1997 through may 2016 when this research was after the gun law reforms no fatal mass shootings occurred so governments can make change we can make change we can make changes that save people and even and the, the whole idea that it's this us against them thing that it's gun owners against non gun owners is complete bs because they you know 80% of gun owners support Gun, common sense gun laws and you know I was reading a conservative commentator in the New York, New York Times who was saying well yes why don't we make it so that you know you you stagger it like a lot of things like you you know when the United States you you're eight, 16 you're allowed to drive 18 you're allowed to vote 21, you're allowed to drink, you know, maybe we want to make it so that it's, you know, you have to be 18 to be able to use a hunting rifle. Maybe you have to be 21 to use a shotgun. I mean, there are ways that it's, it's not about us versus them. It's not about right versus wrong about second amendment, you know, you know, it's, it, let's find the middle path people and let's make some change that can sh- save lives. Like we can do this. Right? We are sponsored by MIDI Health. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, vaginal dryness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. All of these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around perimenopause and menopause. And the experts at MIDI Health understand what you're experiencing and how to help. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions. MIDIcare is covered by insurance, and with MIDI Health, you can stop pushing through it all alone. Schedule a virtual visit to discuss your symptoms and health background in depth. You'll come out of the experience feeling heard and with a plan to start feeling better. You deserve to feel great book your virtual visit at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Joinmidi.com. We are supported by Melon Headwear. These hats are perfect for Father's Day. They are built to be in and around water. They last five times longer than any other hat. They're naturally antimicrobial properties. It doesn't, sweat doesn't break down the hat. No sweat stains, no smell ever. It's built for the water. We tested it tubing on the Brandywine River and it was fabulous. It even floats when it drops in the water. It doesn't lose shape. It is amazing. An incredible, comfortable fit. Use code MINDFUL at checkout for 30% off your order. If you're trying to figure out a Father's Day gift, honestly, trust me, this is exactly what they want. Go to melon.com, that's M-E-L-I-N.com, and use the code MINDFUL at checkout for 30% off. Melon rarely offers discounts, so don't miss this opportunity. It is, I swear, the perfect Father's Day gift premium headwear, melon.com. Use the code mindful for 30% off. Okay. So these are like, this, that's my rant. Thank you for staying with me with it. But what can we do, right? Like what can we do here in our homes? And what I think is really important to remember, and I think about this with mindful parenting all the time too, is because what is in the macro is in the micro, meaning what is happening at the larger scale is a reflection of what is happening at the smaller scale and in the in personal lives and in families. And what is happening, we can make changes in our personal lives and families that will have ripple effects changing out through the micro level so right now at it at you know in so many ways there's a lot of a lot of fear and a lot of like the strong person wins and a lot of warfare terminology is, is what you know what wins at both is what's happening right now at the family level and at the level of our communities in our countries right so uh, the idea of, of the strongest person wins and we're gonna push you around and we're not going to be. We don't really. We're afraid to 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 face our difficult feelings and take care of them, and to you know we're just going to distract from them. That's happening at the family level, and that's happening at the country and the community level, and the world. So we can start to make changes in the small in the in the micro level, and it can have changes. It has it ripple effects into the macro level. It makes changes. And one of the changes we can think about is this idea of influence. So when our kids get to be teenagers, which is when this happened in Parkland, Florida, they need us. You know, that kid, he needed somebody. He was suffering incredibly. He needed somebody and our kids need us our need uh, our kid our teenagers need us to be involved in their lives our kids need our influence because their brains aren't fully developed you know they they've got they've got um changes in their brain they're making them more prone to risk taking and all of these things and they need us and what happens You know, we think that this, the intense rebellion that our kids have is totally normal and natural. And yes, some of it is like our kids. Yes, they have to separate from us. So they're going to do that. But you know what? We can have more influence in our lives than we do, but we use, there is an inverse relationship between power and influence. And this is super important to understand that the more power you use over your kid, meaning the more you force them, the more you use punishment and reward, and the more you force them to do your will, you're using power, right? The more power you use, the less influence you have. It's an inverse relationship. The more, the less power you use, the more influence you have. And, and I'm not saying here that you don't make boundaries for your kids. This is not what I'm saying. This is not about being totally permissive because that doesn't work. But the idea is that we can create relationships with our kids where we communicate in such a way where we become more present to them, where we start to think about problems as what are your needs, what are my needs, how can we work this out, rather than you know, complete obedience at all costs because the more power we have, the less influence we have when they're teenagers and our teenagers need us. We need to start to develop our influence more than our power. We need to develop that influence, that connection, that relationship. These are relationships we have with kids who are going to be adults. These are the kids who are going to be voting. We need to develop that influence in their lives. So let's look at, you know, let's look at some of the facts about this, right? All of these shooters are boys. They're all men. And I think that we have a culture of toxic masculinity. I think we all kind of know this, right? We know this. And one of the things that we can do in our lives is to encourage Boys to have an emotional life. The, the biggest thing about this is that these, these kids, they don't know how to take care of their difficult feelings. Like, this is probably the underlying cause of every single big problem in the world that we don't know how to take care of our difficult feelings. Kids and boys don't feel like they can even have an emotional life, it's so suppressed. You know, they're not allowed to be sad, that's weak. They're not allowed to be soft in any way that's like weak. It's craziness, it's craziness. So we, as parents, we can do this. We can encourage our boys to have an emotional life. Don't say to your son, don't cry. Don't say to your kids, don't cry. Instead, say, you're really sad right now. Looks like you're really upset. And then also talk about your own feelings talk about your feelings. I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. I'm feeling pretty frustrated. I'm starting to get stressed out. Right now I'm feeling happy. Talk about all those feelings and also ask your husband if you're in a partnership, if you're if you have a you know, your your kids' father, ask your kids' father to talk about their feelings. It can be the I mean, it's this is the root of so many difficulties in our world. You know, we have to encourage boys to have an emotional life. We have to show them different examples of masculinity rather than just putting men and boys into these boxes. And you know what? As women, we have to accept vulnerability in our men. We have to encourage, you know, we have to let them be human. Let them show their feelings and don't shut it down when it happens so encourage your boys to have an emotional life so we can teach boys and girls all kids how to take care of their feelings and their difficult feelings and what's the best way we can do this we can do this by modeling it how do you take care of your difficult feelings what do you do when you're upset one of the things i saw modeled in my life and i my parents were doing the best they could I love them so dearly and they showed me so much. And one of the unskillful means that they didn't have when they were younger is that some of the ways I saw how to take care of difficult feelings were to eat a whole bucket of gummy worms or to yell and scream and have a, you know, an adult tantrum. And that's not, those aren't cool ways to take care of your difficult feelings, right? Exploding or stuffing it down and, and numbing it. And then may you might do some of those ways and we're not, I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming them, but we can learn, we can shift and learn. Our brains are plastic. We are always learning, growing and changing so we can learn how to take care of our own difficult feelings, how to be present and feel them. What does it feel like in your body? Can you look at your frustration and your anger and say, Oh, that's hard to deal with. That's hard. Can we model self-compassion? Can we model if you're angry, you know, putting your hands on the table and and maybe like shaking it all out, shaking your head or taking deep breaths, taking sighs. Can you model like I'm feeling so frustrated, I need to go outside and take care of myself, right? That's really skillful. You need to model your own moments of dealing with difficulty. You know, sometimes as moms, we think we can't have any difficulty. No, these are golden moments. These are really golden moments for you to be able, you want you to see this challenge as a way to learn how to take care of these feelings yourself. And then you can then model that for your kids because they see right through what you say if you're not doing it yourself so you can do it yourself and the what you model is what our kids learn so you can do this you can model how to take care of your difficult feelings right we talk a lot about this in mindful parenting we teach you tools we go way in depth into this but this is huge this is huge so talk about your feelings model taking care of your difficult feelings label and name your feelings You know, and I I really love what my colleague, Sarah Del Beach on Left Brain Bruder wrote. She said, our greatest task as parents is raising children, boys and girls who are kind, compassionate, comfortable with their emotions, capable of handling their anger and respectful to women, respectful to men. So this is a way we can do this. We start with ourselves.
1: Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.
0: I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. because we are unconscious sometimes of how of, of moments that we have available to, to us to model this, right? So maybe uh, when you're you know picking up your kids at school, you you'd reach out to the person who no one's talking to. Your kids are going to see that. At the bus stop, we had a a person who wasn't ne- from like a me and my immediate community. And so I said, good morning. I introduced myself. I talked to her. You know, we want to model that inclusivity. We want to sh- not just tell them like, oh, you should include everybody, but you have to live it. You have to walk the talk. They see right through when we're being hypocritical. So live it in your own life. How can you model inclusivity and how can you model compassion? How can you model compassion? We can do that with our kids, right? We, they learn compassion by being us being compassionate to them. it looks like you're really frustrated right now. You're you're feeling really sad, you know, seeing how they feel. And then also we can, when we're with our kids, when we're watching a TV show or out in the world or reading a book, we can say, I wonder how, how do you think that person feels? We start to build that compassion muscle in them, right? We start this change. With ourselves and let it ripple through the generations. Thank you so much for being with me and I have one more thing to share with you as far as this, as far as ways that we can personally, what we can do, right? How can we do this? So I want you, if you look at the Parkland, Florida high school mass shooting and you see this sadness and you have anger, if you have anger the way I do in sadness, like I encourage you to channel your anger. Anger is an energy, and we can channel it for good, right? We can channel it for good. So I started thinking about this, like I was, I was like going to the YMCA, and I'm, I was in my, my weightlifting class at the YMCA, keeping myself healthy, and I'm thinking to myself as I'm like, pushing at my barbell on the other day, I, like I could probably get a bus together. You know, I'm not that far from Washington, D.C. We're about two and a half hours. I could probably get a bus together of parents from my kids' school or my neighborhood, and we could go down to that march. So there is a march for our lives that the Parkland High School students are organizing in Washington, D.C. on March 24th. Why can't this be like the Women's March and have there be sister marches all around the country? Maybe it can't maybe it can happen in your community. You know? Just let that let that spark of your possibility empower you cuz you can make a change. You know, if you have the capacity and you have this energy of this anger, let's channel it. Let's channel it for something something good, right? You can get involved by reaching out and supporting organizations that support common sense common sense in in a lot of areas right we need help for yes mental health and mental well-being yes we need that and we need common sense laws for guns right so you can support moms demand action for gun sense in america that's at momsdemandaction.org and you can also get involved with every town for gun safety and these are two organizations that are engaged um, with each other and they do work and they want they you know every town is this idea of all of these Americans, all of us working together to build safer communities right And this has been too long. this has been too long and I do think that something is changing you know? something is changing. I think that we can come together. We can come together as communities, mayors, moms, cops, teachers, survivors, gun owners, and everyday Americans. It's true. We can come together. We can make change. We can start to speak out and make our voices heard. So you can go to everytown.org or momsdemandaction.org and get involved, donate money, or just get involved, right? Go to the March for Our Lives. I think think I'm going to, my whole family is going to be there. And then finally, my last thought with this is that I invite you to believe in the change. That's powerful. To know that it can happen. I want you to imagine yourself. I want you to imagine me and you, kicking back years from now, shaking our heads saying, this is unbelievable. I couldn't believe that we, we lived like that and that these kids were scared to go to school the kids were had to wear signs saying it could have been me you know i mean we look back at the 70s and the seatbelt laws and we're like oh my gosh that's insane that we would put a you know a 6 year old in the front seat and so, you know so you can imagine them as a projectile going through the i mean that was crazy we it's insane and we made this change and we can make this change we can make this change and i want you to believe in it to practice, to believe in it. So, you know, I didn't plan to do this podcast. I was out going for a run, and I've been mulling over this all week, and I I just felt like the Mindful Mama tribe deserves a response. You deserve a response to this. And I, you know, I'm just one person, and this is my voice, but I... I believe that we have more power than we realize. And I want the mindful mama podcast to be, uh, in that March for change too. So we talked about this idea of that these kids that we've been waiting for you and we've got your back so that we can have their backs and that change can happen. You know, we can make our world safer for our kids talked about the idea of building more influence in your child's life. We talk a lot about that in mindful parenting. Influence versus power, right? That inverse relationship. I want you to encourage your boys to have an emotional life. Talk to your partner, you know, have them talk about their feelings, talk, teach kids how to take care of their difficult feelings. Gosh, this is like You know, if you take one thing from this, let's take this. Like, let's learn how to take care of our own difficult feelings and teach kids how to take care of those, right? Take care of theirs. And we do a lot of this work in mindful parenting. And then model it. Model how to take care of your difficult feelings. Model inclusivity. Model compassion. And then please, please channel your anger. Channel it. Come with me. Walk with me. And I'm going to be channeling my my real grief and my anger over this i thank you so much for listening to this special episode of the podcast i'm grateful for your open mindedness i look forward to hear what you can do what what are you going to what can you do or you know just maybe it's just you just go home and you love your children you love them a lot right start to see that big picture but let's gosh can't this be enough can we make this stop now this is just my 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 cry to the universe right let's let's take this energy and move with it yes 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 so uh and we're gonna next episode we're gonna be talking to dr dan siegel and i i wish you a lot of peace this week I invite you to bring that peace into your life, bring as much enjoyment and groundedness into your life as you can, and that does ripple out, it does, you know, it's not, you know, it's not like we're going to do do all these things and, and get to peace, you know, we have to make peace part of the way we do this, let's do that, all right, take care my friend, Namaste.